0: You are listening to Present Truth Ministries Radio. Telling the world that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, and today, and forever.
1: Welcome to PTM Radio. I'm your host, Brother Jason DeMars, and I'm really excited today because we have Brother John Lay here on on the program, and I'm going to interview him. He did missions work in China. He is a missionary, uh, as all believers uh, ought to be missionaries. The the commission and the calling is for every believer to go into all the world and to preach the gospel. But brother John is not. He's not a pastor. Actually, he's not a preacher. But he is a missionary and he is a minister of the word. And I'm so thankful for what the Lord has done in his life and is continuing to do in his life. So, Brother John, why don't you introduce yourself to us?
0: Yes, uh, my name is John Lee, and uh, I'm from now Homer, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started having the burden in 1986 for the Chinese people. Mm. I, I guess the way I got it um, would be uh, 1986, I felt like uh, I was not a total surrendered Christian. In 1986, mm-hmm. I surrendered my life 100% to the gospel and Jesus Christ. And from there, I moved to Hawaii, and I found myself, most of the people working for me, everybody mm-hmm. were just the Chinese people uh-huh. were really drawn to me, and I was drawn to them. Mm-hmm. And I had met some Chinese people and. They were telling me there, there were many areas in China that never once heard the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, my. And be, to, I just started to get a tremendous burden in 86 uh, that I figured, well, everybody in America, I'm sure, has heard of the gospel. Why shouldn't China have that chance?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So in 1986, uh, I had a friend in Hawaii that had a good friend in China. And they introduced me to them, and I took uh, about a three-month trip to China, and I went from city to city, and I oh, my. wherever I go. Brother John,
1: I... I want to stop you there. I want I want to go back and emphasize on what you just told us. How you were led to go, because this is important. We've talked about this in other episodes of PTM Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brother Branham talks about one of the evidences of the, having the Holy Spirit is sighing and crying for the abominations that are done in the city. And so he takes that and then he tells us that this is actually a burden for lost souls, right? So when we have the Holy Spirit, he actually tells us we automatically begin to witness. So there's this burden, we automatically begin to witness. So we have this burden. You met the folks, Chinese folks, you heard that there was people that never heard the name of Jesus Christ once before. Mm-hmm. There's the burden. The burden is birthed from that, right. from the Holy Spirit in you. Now now, what's next? You just sat there. You sat in your room and thought about it for 25 years and never did anything? No. You began to yeah. take steps to move forward and take action based on this burden that you had in your soul. So from there... Talk to me, you you began to talk about it, but talk to me about how you got started, how long you went, and how God started to open the doors there.
0: Okay, uh, in the beginning we had no message translation whatsoever. Yes. So my first burden was to get them... In China, it's just about impossible to get a Bible in 1986. Mm. And the only way you could get a Bible would be belong to a three-self government church. Okay. And once you were baptized, then they would give you a Bible. But otherwise, there's no way to get a Bible for the Chinese people in 86. So okay. I started to go into Hong Kong. They gave three Bibles in Hong Kong. And I would uh, carry them. i take two big roll-on things plum full of Bibles and a backpack full. I'd go up to the border and I'd be all prayed up and when I'd come to there was a little screen about four people sitting in line, they'd be watching the scanners and I'd just duck down and walk right out. And I did this uh sometimes twice a day. Wow. And then I would take them Bibles and I would go in the villages What I would try to do is I'd go to the Three-Self Church, which is a government nominal church. Yes. They can't preach nothing on the book of Revelation. They can't preach anything on the second coming of Jesus Christ.
1: Nothing about a kingdom
0: coming. Nothing nothing about that. It was more like serve your government, uh, Mm. be good to your neighbor, and kind of a real shallow gospel. But from there, uh, we would go to what you call a home group. Okay. And there were literally hundreds of home groups every day in a city. So I started going into the home groups, and I'd bring in Bibles, and then I started going into the villages and, uh, you know, just share the simple gospel with the people.
1: This was on your first trip that you went?
0: Yeah, this would be on the second trip that so, I went in.
1: Okay, first trip and uh, you went for how long?
0: The first trip, I went for about three months and traveled all the way through the country of okay. China from city to city and just shared with the people about Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. told them. And, you know, I'd ask them, well, are you a Christian? And they say, many of them would say, no, and say, we don't believe in the government. We, I said, well, what do you believe in? They just say, well, I believe in myself, uh-huh. most of them.
1: Sure. So, and so, so say, you're going you- there, you don't have a translator? You're just speaking English with um, people no, you find? I,
0: no, I had a, a translator okay. the first time I oh, went. Uh-huh. In different places, I'd find the boy I was traveling with, he couldn't speak a word of English, and I couldn't speak a word of Chinese <laughs> when I first went in 86. Oh, wow. The interesting thing was after three months,
1: yeah. we,
0: could, we even knew what the other guy was thinking. But <laughs> so we could communicate... I got a book, called, How to Study Chinese, and he got a book on English, and wow. every day we'd work on it. And by the end of that three months, we had just about full communication on everything. But wow. as we would travel, I'd find people that would translate, and I'd share the gospel with them. And I just saw such a hunger, you know. So, yeah.
1: so Brother John, you you didn't wait until everything was perfectly set in order, and you had a translator, you had translations. You just you just went.
0: No, and I never, um, I, I'll tell you one thing, and uh, I've been to China going on thir- about 34 to 35 times. Oh, my. And never once has the Lord let me down for a translator.
1: Praise God.
0: I mean, it's just, uh, there, every time there was ever a soul looking for something, the Lord provided a translator for me. Mm. And, of course, now I speak. You know, simple every day. I can share a gospel, okay. the simple gospel, simple uh-huh. things in Chinese. Okay. Since then, i would learned the language somewhat.
1: Okay. Wonderful. My. So continue on, on mm-hmm. now on your second trip. You were talking about uh, you went to different rural places and continue on from there.
0: Yeah. Then uh, what we do is we'd go in and just uh, start sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I'd always leave everybody a Bible and. Then about a month or two later, we try to retrace where we had went. And uh, normally the second or third time, you know, one person would raise their hand and say, I want to be baptized. Oh, my so, uh, you know, we would baptize the person. And then we come in the next time, two or three would get baptized. And then uh, there's a couple villages where the whole village had come to Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was just a... Uh, absolutely tremendous what the lord did
1: so the lord so you went to this village how many people were living in the village
0: in a village in china where they're they're all peasants all farmers there'd be like the grandpas the grandmas and everybody would be related cousins and there'd be little houses or little huts around sometimes there was you know up to 50 to 60 75 uh, different people in a village.
1: Sure, and so then you you brought a Bible, you handed it to them, you explained a little bit about mm-hmm. the gospel. Yep. And and baptism and, and, and walking with God, and then you then you came back. Yes, You followed uh-huh. up, and the whole village wanted yep. all the family, all the people wanted to come give their hearts to Christ.
0: Yeah, in many of the little villages, the whole village come in. You know, after one came in, another one come in, and, you know, I remember... Uh, if you could have put cult, a figure a on
1: cult. it on on how many villages, if you could put a number on it, what what would that be, you think?
0: Um, we had been in, I would say, uh, at least 30 to 35, right in there, 30-some little villages throughout the country of China. Okay. I always loved... Going to the villages was just the highlight because mm-hmm. they're such simple people. They just always receive the gospel so I simply. You know. So,
1: and I'm going to yeah. emphasize on this again, Brother John is not a preacher. He doesn't get up at Homer mm-hmm. and, and, and preach a sermon. Is that, is that right?
0: No, I don't. No. Okay.
1: I do not. So brothers and sisters, don't be hindered by that. You follow the leading of God. Look what God did through Brother John. It's absolutely phenomenal. So, continue on. Uh, how did. Yeah,
0: well, in, just mm-hmm. getting in a little more, like yeah. you were talking. Now, I, I feel that the Lord has called me to be a laborer in the gospel. Amen. And I know when I started praying in 86, I keep praying, Lord, send laborers to mm-hmm. China. And then as I was praying one day, and this is what really struck me. I heard a voice just, How about you? What about you? Mm-hmm. And I thought, Me? I said I what I'm nothing. <laughs> you know, and uh I heard that voice and I just said, Well, I'll just I'll do the best I can. So I figure I feel I'm a contractor, you know, by trade. I build houses uh-huh. and I figure there's different phases of the house that I know how to build. There's some phases I don't know. Amen. And I feel, you know, I'm a son of God, led by the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the Lord shows me what I can handle, uh, like in China, there was a time I could handle it, and there's a time as the, the people matured, mm-hmm. and then I called for Brother Biscoe, I called for Brother Nanny Reagan, you know, mm-hmm. and they went into China. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just did what I feel the Lord leading me to do, and then from that point, I bring in the next guy.
1: Amen. Exactly right. Oh, man, mm-hmm. this is exciting. So... You, you would go to church to find open the, the the government church to find an open door and that would lead you to a house church. You would go to yep. a rural yep. village and you just start talking to somebody.
0: yep, just start talking to the people and most of these villages I'd live right in the village while we were there. Okay. They'd give me a little place to stay and uh, you know and most of the time I had another one or two other Chinese brothers with me. And at that time, we had, uh, you know, we always had a translator or someone going with us from village to village.
1: How many times were Mm -hmm. you questioned by the government or arrested?
0: Many, I'd say many times. Now, another thing we did a lot of is we'd meet in uh, hotel rooms. Okay. You know, I just went in the hotel room, and I also was helping a guy do business is kind of an undercover thing. Uh, sure. yes. There was someone in America doing business. So yes. I'd go in that hotel and I'd give them a business card. And so they didn't think it was abnormal to okay. have a meeting sure. with 40, 50 people coming in. Yeah. So we just tried to find a place, you know, for the people to meet. But uh, many times after you'd have meetings, the people, the Chinese, I knew the Chinese people operate very slowly. Uh-huh. They're very, cautiously so i always you know one of them would come up and start asking a lot of questions so then we would move we'd move our location okay we might have a meeting one place for two days and the next time we'd move and we but i have never i've been arrested twice bringing in bibles and books into china
1: okay and they confiscated them those
0: times and they confiscated them and the second time they said uh you know we had uh Many. We had about eighty cases of message books in Hong Kong, and they confiscated. And they told me next time you do it, you're banned from this country forever. Oh my! So I just, I want to give this just a short testimony. Yeah, So they banned us. So uh, I figured, well, I can. I have such a burden for China. I cannot mar this thing. So mm-hmm. anyway, a couple of days later, after this happened, you know, went back into China, brought the books back into Hong Kong. And uh, we had about between 80 and 85 cases of uh, the seals book, church age book of the prophet's message. Okay. I was walking by a government shipping agency with a Chinese brother mm-hmm. and something, as I was walking by something said, go talk to him. Mm-hmm. And I kept walking, I said, what? And I told the Chinese brother, I said, let's go talk to this Chinese shipping company and see whether they, We'll ship the books from Hong Kong into China. So uh, the Chinese brother said, This is impossible. I said, This is, that's, they're run by the government. It's not possible. So I said, I feel, I just feel to go talk to him. So I go in there and I ask the guy, I said, We have some Christian books, some wonderful books, uh, you know, about Christ. And I was telling him, and anyway, he said, There's absolutely no way that's impossible. That's illegal. He can go to jail for it. And I just turned around, started walking out. He said, uh, wait a minute. He said, I have a mother in central part of China. If you will send her a case of them books, I'll ship them in for you. So <laughs> I turn around, I, the same day I go go to Hong Kong, I load all the books on the truck, ship them and they're gonna ship them in. I asked her, I pay the guy uh, in Hong Kong and I said, well, when will the books be there? And the guy said, the shipping company in Hong Kong said, the same day. So I quickly got back on the train, go across, hired a truck in China, and I go meet. It was like about 4.35 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. I go to pick up these 80 cases of books. And here uh, we go up in the office, and they're fighting and horn and everybody's screaming. I said, what are they talking about? And he said, they found out they were Christian books, and they know they're... They're in big trouble. So I told the brother, I said, I've already paid for these books, let's go load them up. So we ran down and threw the 80 cases in a truck, pulled off, and now we had all the books inside of China. (laughs) So that was just a total miracle where the government themselves, a government shipping agency, shipped all these books inside of China.
1: (laughs) Praise the Lord. God can do anything, isn't that right? Yeah. Amazing. So... Yeah. Bring us, just in, in finishing up here, Brother John, bring us to today. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. What, uh, how has the message spread throughout China? Where are we at? Many people don't know it all. In
0: 1992, we had the Church Age translated, the first book that was translated for China. Okay. Uh, Brother Peter Lim had translated it, and uh, we took him into China you know, started going to some of these different underground churches that we had knew some of the different people, and you know, we just go there and we would give them books, and then we'd uh, go to the church in front of the, the three self churches, okay. and when the church was over, everybody we had two backpacks full, and everybody would get a book as they come out the door. Oh, wow, that's kind of how we started. And the first sister that accepted the message uh, was a her English name was Sister Lisa, but uh, she got a church age book. We had given her one in a Bible study the evening before, and the next morning she called me, and she was just in tears, said, John, she says, come over, I got to talk to you. Mm. So me and my son, I was with her, my son at the time. Mm-hmm. We went over there, and she said, she said, I've been up just about all night. She just about read the whole church age book. Wow, And she says, I got, I got one question and she, oh, she said, this, I've been searching for this all my life. Mm. I've been, this is absolutely the truth. Mm. She said, I got one question. She said, uh, brother Branham died in 1965. Why did you wait so long to bring us this message? <laughs> and oh boy, the burden like a ton of breaks oh, my Yeah. It just, uh, but from that one thing, you know, then we went into three cell church, and there was a young brother that just caught—he caught the baptism and the godhead—and mm-hmm. he just lit him on fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went through the this. I would say, out of this one church, uh, probably at least seventy-five people came out of one church, and most of them are still going on to this day. Mm-hmm. Some of them have become preachers and. Uh, you know, some have become deacons in the churches, and uh, so that's really how the message really took off in that one city. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we just go from city to city. And,
1: and there's tens you know, of thousands of believers, message believers, in China now, isn't that right?
0: Oh yeah, right. Right now, I, I would say even on the short side, there's probably about 110 little messy churches throughout China. Okay, 110. Little groups. Oh,
1: wonderful. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for being on with us, Brother John. This Mm -hmm. has been a great blessing. Uh, We're so thankful for your ministry and and what you're doing for the Lord and just continue to pray for you. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to PTM Radio. I'm your host, Brother Jason DeMars. May God richly bless you.